It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Will the Dallas Cowboys draft a receiver at pick number 24 and which one best suits Dak Prescott? All that and more on this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Layden McCool. Check him out at McCoolBCB. Layden, let's start with this. How likely do you think it is that the Cowboys will draft a receiver at pick number 24? Every day that they kind of hedge on their conversations of uh, Amari Cooper and the idea of bringing him back, I think it it becomes more and more likely Mm -hmm. that a wide receiver could be taken at 24. And and I think that if – if you're talking about uh, losing Amari, then I think 24 is your spot to potentially pull a trigger on one of these guys simply because you need that kind of talent injection at that point. And I think that, you know, the, uh, the, the demand meets the, the pick there. I think that there will be definitely some guys available at that spot. Uh, so I, I could easily see this team picking a wide receiver at 24. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. So we're going to talk about three potential options for the Cowboys at pick 24, but just, I want to talk about this class as a whole because I've yeah. seen a lot of people saying oh, it's one of the deepest draft classes in recent memory for a receiver and you can find receivers on day two and day three. And I don't disagree. My problem is after watching, I think I've seen 19 receivers or so. Once you get out of the first round, you're either looking at almost exclusively slot receivers or receivers on the outside that don't offer a lot of speed. And that's a little bit of an issue if the Cow- if you're the Cowboys, right? Because you do have CeeDee Lamb who can play in the slot. What you don't have is somebody who, on the outside that can stretch the field. And if you're searching for one of those type of receivers, gets a little dicey, Landon. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly, you know, those guys are available at other parts of the draft, but they are kind of more traitsy guys, not really refined yeah, yeah. Pro- pro- prospects, right? So I definitely agree that I think if, you know, wide receiver is a spot that you need – you absolutely can draft a wide, a, a good value wide receiver absolutely. at any point in the draft. But the question is, can you draft a guy that you can th- hope could potentially give you solid snaps year one in this offense and good production? That's and something that you on the outside too, right? Like I think that's, yeah. I really feel like that's what the Cowboys are looking for. Somebody that can win with speed vertically as an X receiver, as the C receiver, something like that. The options are limited. But let's talk about the first receiver, uh, Traylon Burks from Arkansas. Uh, now, this is one of the guys that does have the ability to play on the outside, although he didn't do it always in college. Uh, oh. Six foot two, uh, ran a four, five, five, 40 yard dash at the NFL Combine. His actual pro day was today, didn't work out there. But what did you see from Burks on tape? Okay, so I think first thing we should try, try to uh, try to triangulate 
what kind of athlete Traylon Burks is, sure. right? Because yes. I, I do think let's let me just put this out there first and foremost. My feeling on what kind of player he's going to be in the NFL is strongly tied to what kind of athlete he is. Because Absolutely. if you watch his game, yes. like it's it's very much about like being bigger, stronger, faster than everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's super well refined as a player or it has a skill set that's above and beyond like let's say Olave we'll talk about him in a yeah, bit he's not right? the most refined player it's get no, the ball in not his at hands all. and let him work right his whole game yeah is based on the fact that he's just going to bully ball you essentially so mm-hmm. that's why the athleticism really matters now you mentioned that he ran a 455 uh, at 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 Indy and that he today he declined to run a faster 40 time uh because probably as you and I discussed beforehand the Arkansas track is probably not as fast as the Indianapolis it's track not. Yeah, so right. So this guy is probably a four five five forty guy, but the thing that I can't quite get past is that you keep reading all these reports that he ran, you know, like twenty two point six miles per mm-hmm. hour uh, uh, in the GPS tracking in college, which is faster than I think every every NFL player uh, last season. So uh, that's the thing that I, I think has really become a, a difficult evaluation. I'll tell you this: when when you watch him on tape, he's thickly built, tall with long arms, big hands. He's almost tight end sized. And yeah. I wonder, I wonder what his actual playing weight might. Two forty, is that what it is? Because yeah. I, I, I yeah. when you watch him on film, he does not look two twenty five. Like yeah. he looks like a well, an H back. And that was kind of the thing coming out of the season is he played at two forty. Somebody even said two forty five, and then he cut a bunch of weight with the combine, and that's maybe why he didn't test as fast as he's done previously, right? Because he's trying to just cut weight as opposed just to build weight. speed, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. So you know yep. that that could make some sense. Um, you know, he like we mentioned, he's mostly a slot player. I mean, he had some backfield snaps as a running back. I saw. I, I didn't see a ton where he was the outside receiver, unless he was a wide slot and the outside receiver motioned in, right? Like, it, well, I, not I believe I, Pro Football Focus says that he has had forty nine uh, snaps on the outside against press coverage in his career. Yeah, so you know, and and I'll look. I saw one of them, <laughs> and one of them is that eighty-five yard touchdown that he sure. ran versus Texas yep. A&M, where he was against press coverage. He was outside. He beat his man at the line of scrimmage. He stacked the wide receiver and he got downfield. And he made an over-the-shoulder catch and ran it in for a touchdown. So that play alone is like what you're watching. You're going, okay, that's what I'm looking for. So yeah. at least you yes. know he has that in him somewhere. I mean, the question is, how consistent can he be? He is a hands catcher. I do like that about him. He attacks the ball with his palms out uh, and snatches it out of the air. He's he's a pure power player. I mean, he gets mm-hmm. the ball to get the ball to him quick and have him run through players is, is definitely going to be his best success. He can also win big downfield. He understands how to stack cornerbacks. You know, like I mentioned, he moved around a ton. I mean, it wasn't yeah. just that he was in the slot. Like he was, he was all over the place. He was constantly in motions and, and having to do uh, uh, different alignments and then motion out of that set and kind of move around a little bit. I think that that kind of thing usually shows a high level of football uh, intelligence because it takes a lot more uh, uh, understanding of the offense to to be in motion all the time because you got to be able to recognize the defenses. You got to recognize what, how your uh, uh, route changes depending on where you are uh, in the alignment. Um, he was, he definitely has some room to improve as a route runner. That's really where you're going to be looking yeah. to get the most out of his improvement level. Uh, I, where does he win? He's a physical mismatch player with downfield skill, skill skills, skills. Uh, and an unanswered question is, 
Can he improve as a route runner to the point where he can win consistently without generated touches? Because I think you can draft this guy, and if you can generate touches to him, like screens or easy mm-hmm. slants, that sort of thing, I think that this guy can can t- uh, provide something for you production-wise for your offense. But as of right now, you watch him. He's rounding off his his routes as, as, as slants. He, they're, just, they're just not crisp, so he's not going to be able to – beat really sticky man coverage in the NFL at a consistent basis, I think, early on in his career. And my biggest question for him is I think so much of his projection into the NFL was based off the thought that he was an elite athlete. And listen, I, there's tweets about yeah. him. You know, is he going to run in the four threes like a DK Metcalf and a Calvin Johnson? And the answer is no. So he's not a – he's still a really good athlete. He's just not a – elite elite level athlete and i think that's what is a little bit difficult here like is he somebody that's going to really struggle in the first couple years of his career like Nikhil harry coming out of arizona state who was a very similar level of prospect but didn't have the top end speed i think he's better than that i just think he's better with the ball in his hands um but i think teams are gonna have to be patient here like if you're thinking he's going to be an x receiver from day one and he's going to be able to out body and be out physical corners i just don't know if that's necessarily the case landon he's not he's not explosive i guess you know is the, is the way to say it like he's he has speed but i think it's kind of build up speed build up i think speed. and that to me kind of maybe explains some of the the you know the 40 yard dash stuff right like that plus the the weight cut right yeah uh this isn't a perfect comp this isn't a perfect comp but i think in terms of like kind of coming out of college and the similar athlete to like lavisca chanel who came out a couple years from colorado same kind of you know six foot one and a half 225 pounds you just want to get them the ball yeah they're not necessarily going to run away from people from the second they touch the ball right it's going to take them a little bit to get up to speed i still think he's a good player though i I just want to be clear here i i just have doubts how he fits in with the Cowboys. I, I, yeah. I don't know if this is the type of receiver they need right now. Yeah, and I think that that's fair. I mean, I, I think, you know, when you made that comparison to Schnault, I, I liked it a lot. I do think that he probably has a little bit more in the downfield game. Yeah, than and he'll Chenault go up and does. get the ball. His catch but, rate is as far bigger than Schnault. Yeah, and, and I, think that, I think that that will help him uh, produce early in the NFL so he won't be just like a pure redshirt guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I I don't disagree. I, I think you know that this isn't too dissimilar in in what you've got in in uh, in you know Lamb. Lamb. Yeah. 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 So I I, I wouldn't. I don't think he's a necessarily a perfect fit for what the Cowboys want to do. Now, if they got him, I certainly do trust Kellen Moore to be able to find a way to use a guy like this. But I do I do agree. If you're trying to build like the, the old adage of trying to build a basketball team in your wide receiver room. Uh, this isn't exactly you – know, this is more yeah. of the same as opposed to a different kind of body type, really. I, I agree, and that's my biggest issue. I, I might even rank Burks as my top receiver in the class because that's where I was going into the combine. I'm just not sure he's the best fit with Dak, with C.D. Lamb, with what they currently have at receiver. So that's my only issue. Um, all right, let's take a quick break so we can get to our next receiver. But before we do that, we wanted to tell you guys about Built Bar. This time of year, almost everybody has given up on their New Year's resolutions, but not us. We are sticking to ours thanks to Built Bar. Built Bar is the absolute best protein bar on the market right now. It tastes just like a candy bar, but the good thing is much, much healthier. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, but with 17 grams of protein. 
Compare that to your average candy bar that has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Plus, they have so many great flavors, including mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. I actually ordered the double chocolate today, salted mm. caramel. It's the new flavor this month. They've got white chocolate cookies and cream, and they've got a shamrock uh, built bar that you guys should check out. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Lena, let's talk about Ohio State wide receiver Chris Olave. And I was doing my, my wide receiver rankings for the game day today, and I actually have him at wide receiver four. However, I'm going wow. to spoil my thoughts a little bit. He's my favorite receiver for the Cowboys. Like, if I could have any pick for the Cowboys at 24, it's Chris Olave. Uh, what did you see? Yeah, I mean, first I'd like to get a uh, – uh, I'd like to transform you back a couple of days and give me your initial reaction when you saw Chris Olave dot, 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 four, two, six. It's fast. I, I didn't think he was that fast. I thought it was more four, three, five, but I was stoked. And then when I saw the official time, it's like, oh, okay. Cowboys might have a shot at him now. So <laughs> my whole thing with Chris Olave is that, you know, my uh, profile on him, and I told you this before this, I had, I just have never written down an Olave profile. Right. We got but I've one. been, I've been watching him for years, right? Mm-hmm. Like it feels like we've all seen and been watching his career for like, you know, three plus years. And he's mm-hmm. been a highly uh, thought of player. Uh, this is a guy that, when I went back and like actually studied, I feel like we're all missing on this guy. <laughs> like the, you know, here's the thing. Like it's, it's almost like it, it's funny. Like the sidetrack real quick. There's their guys that, that are in the NFL now that you, that you look at them and you're like, how was there not so much more hype for these guys more coming buzz. out? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Alave is that guy, right. To me, I think it's just, it's it's so much exposure like we've been talking about him being this kind of you know what what's he gonna be like in the nfl for yeah, three yeah. years and now we're kind of at the precipice of this and i and i think that the same thing is happening too with the uh, with uh stingley to a certain degree right it, it, there's a little more circumstance there but it's we've all forgotten right we've all forgotten that this guy has dominated the the, the college football landscape I mean, it's not stingley as much but olave in that situation I when I watch him, I see a guy who's an incredibly refined route runner. Look, he's got very average height, very average size. He's a little bit undersized, frankly. Uh, you know, good good hand size. Uh, you know, normal arm length. He's his body is is not anything that you're like you know writing home. He's not no. the 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 guy that you're going to be compared to Lavishka Chenault. He's not going to be the the DK Metcalf looking uh, wide receiver. But all this guy does is like he is a natural born wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He runs routes with a level of Christmas you just don't see uh, uh, college wide receivers uh, run with. And he's been doing that for multiple years. Frankly, I think the knock that we've all had on him for years and years is, well, how fast is he going to be? 
And I think part of the reason that we've been saying that is because he's so natural looking running at his speed that you don't think he's hurrying very much. But I think if anything, that is a really dangerous skill set. And, and I think that the fact that he's a sub four, four guy like all day and he runs the routes the way he does shows you just how ready for the NFL he is, how ready he is to kind of automatically come into the NFL and, and, and be playing that next level of, 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 of mind game that wide receivers are playing at, at, at the next stage, right? Where they're trying to, you know, they're not worried about whether they're running the routes routes correctly anymore. They're ma- trying to make all their routes look identical so that they can yep. beat you, whether it's yep. a stop or a go, whether it's a slant or a sluggo, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to make it all look the same. And I think that's where Alave, Alave is at the next level of his development as far as a route runner. And I think that shows you, this is a guy who come in and, and, and play right away and give you solid snaps as a wide receiver, uh, and, you know, I, I mean, I think he he could come in for the right offense and be a num- the number one wide receiver for the right offense. So yeah. Yeah. I, he's not a superstar, superstar type because of you know the fact that there's probably not a ton of physical upside to go there. You're not going to throw him red zone fades. And no, he's not going to win jump ball stuff. And no, but this is a guy who you can rely on in your offense. This is a guy who can, you know, be the yep. production producer, the producer in your offense. There's a reason that Olave was at Ohio state and had every single all American five-star wide receiver. You could think of come through there and year after year, he was still the number one producer. He was still the guy that they were going to. And that's because he's incredibly reliable. And, and, and that's something that I'm very interested in. For my, for my bet, I have Alave as my number one wide receiver. Okay. Um, there's a reason why Jamison Williams, who we're going to talk about in just a second, yeah. had to transfer away yeah. from Ohio State because of Alave, right? Yep, like exactly. He was just so good. It, I wrote down this in my notes. A++ route runner, fantastic speed, doesn't drop passes. I mean, that's pretty good. Like if you if you have those yeah. three things, I mean, you're going to have a long career. Now, a couple of things he doesn't do. He's not overly dynamic after the catch, right? He's not somebody that you're going to throw a screen to and he's going to make four or five guys miss. You're not going to put him in the backfield and give him touches. Like it's just, that's not really his game. And he's not going to go up and win the ball in the air. He's just not. But that's okay when you have CeeDee Lamb on the other side or on the same team, right? Like you can do everything else with, you know, CeeDee Lamb. Let Olave be the route runner, the guy that stretches the field, the guy that just gets open on third and six when you need him to. I, I, I love him. I think I think he's a perfect fit in this offense. And I think, man, when you pay him, let's say they do bring back Michael Gallup, they have CeeDee Lamb. I think Chris Olave is the best fit of all these receivers to the Cowboys. Do, do you want to know who my, uh, who my comp is? Yeah, go ahead. I hope we have the same comp. He's smaller Amari Cooper mm. because he's a route runner. He's not, he's not an above the rim player. He's got good. He's got good, but not great speed. Uh, and he's going to win by consistently uh, uh, being crisp in his routes and getting, and getting open. He's a guy that is going to get open in the NFL because he understands how to get open. He's not the physical specimen that Amari Cooper is, okay. but I think his game is very similar to Amari Cooper's. I compared him to Calvin Ridley. That's, you know, in all the good ways about Calvin Ridley, right? Like, yeah, just going to get open all the time. It's going to go open down the field and he's fast and he can help take your top off the the defense. I I just think he's a really good player and a really good fit. Now, how would you feel if the Cowboys drafted him at pick 24? Would you want somebody with a little bit more upside or are you okay with that? I love it. No, I think, listen, 
part of what happened la- at the end of the year last year that was problematic is that the Cowboys had a bunch of superstars that were, you know, big, big hitters, big swing hitters, but they, they didn't have anybody that could consistently hit doubles for them when they needed, they needed just production. They needed somebody yeah. to be reliable. They were having to use their tight end or, 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 you know, it wasn't the wide receivers that they were going to, they need somebody like Alave to be reliable in that respect that can, you know, get open, that could just be where they need him to be. Uh, and I think that that would kind of help open things up elsewhere in this offense. I'm a huge fan. I'd be jumping up and down if the Cowboys picked him at 24, because I do think, listen, if you move on from Amari Cooper and you bring back Gallup, this is one of the ways to make sure that your offense is still really, really good. And I think long-term Alave lamb fit really well together. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's move on to our last receiver. Uh, It's Jamison Williams from Alabama, who was having a monster season before uh, he got hurt in the national championship game. He had the ACL surgery. Uh, The expectation is that he could be ready by week one, but definitely by October or November. I don't know if that changes your thoughts on the Cowboys potentially drafting him, but what did you see in the player himself? I'm sorry. Can you just uh, uh, miss that? When did you say that he would be ready by? I think at the very le- uh, latest, October, November. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, you talked about how uh, you had um, Burks as your, as your number one wide receiver, but you thought that Olave would be the guy that you would like the most of the Cowboys. Yes. I have Olave as my number one receiver, but Williamson is Williams is the guy that I want for the Cowboys. And I understand um, that. Yeah. Because look, I mean, C61, 179, he's got 32 inch arms. You know, he's got decent size, right? And I'm not worried about the weight, by the way. I think that's probably no. because of the ACL stuff. I bet he played at close to 190. Uh, yeah, I probably I agree. Uh I I you know, my notes are he's tall and lanky with a sprinter's build, lined up at all three wide receiver spots in the backfield. I mean, the, the bottom line with this guy is that there are super fast guys in, in the league, and then there are super quick guys in the league. This guy's both. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, you just don't see his combination of absolutely blinding speed and absolute blinding quickness. Uh, and, and, it, and those two things, those two skills alone can cr- create a, a, a route tree with a punch and a counter punch, right? Like if you've got a speed quicks combo like that, you can, you can, you know, you can immediately stare, scare you coming into league with a slant, 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 then sluggo, right? Then, go, 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 then stop route, right? It, it gives you a, a combination of routes that make you immediately useful in the NFL as he's learning to kind of do the other fine nuances of playing wide receiver. Because that's the other thing about him is that you pointed out he was at Ohio State, he was behind Olave, so he doesn't have a ton of experience. Like he's really only got one year of, of real production, right? Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, this guy induces panic in defenders when the ball is in his hands and you can see it. He absolutely destroys angles with his speed and loose hips. Uh, 
He can high point the ball when he needs to. He's not afraid to go across the middle despite, despite the fact that he may not be, you know, a bigger wide receiver. He's kind of like I said, a little mm-hmm. bit lanky. Uh, I, I will say, you know, as far as downsides, I think he can refine a little bit as his, in his route running. There were times when you saw him running like deep over routes, and he wasn't finding the hole right he wasn't finding the space enough to present himself with enough room to get the ball he was getting a little too close to defenders and and just kind of not being natural there and then the other only other issue i had with with watching him is that there were times when i saw him kind of do the terrence williams arms thing right where he's not catching with his palms out and he's trying to reach like this instead of reaching attacking the ball with his palms out he'll he'll have Um, a couple drops every once in a while to frustrate you yeah, for sure. Uh, where does he win? I mean, I, I put it all in caps, speed. <laughs> like The guy yep. is just yep. incredibly fast. Unanswered questions, how much development do you need here to kind of get make him a more useful wide receiver? I think he can. you can immediately put a guy like this on the field once he's healthy because of his speed, his quickness, right. and get him the ball in, in all, all manner of ways. But how long until you're ready to deploy him fully as like a wide receiver too – who is out there running the route tree and getting open on his own. Uh, I compare him to a you know, very similar like size to Will Fuller, kind of coming out of Notre Dame. I think his hands are a little bit more natural than Will Fuller, and they're bigger. But I, I see the same kind of role, right, down yeah. the field, crossing routes. You just get the ball in his hands, and he's going to be so much faster than everybody on the field. I, I will say this. I think the ACL injury – helped the chances that he falls to the Cowboys because if this yeah. guy is hundred percent healthy, you can cross him right off. Now there's no chance that a guy with uh, four, three speed at worst, he might even be faster. Oh, worst. Than that. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Like four, three Oh speed falls to you at 24. It's just at Indy, at Indy, that dude's running a four one five. Well, like, I mean, considering the track flying. this year, he's flying. Yeah. Now he's not like Tyreek Hill. I know a lot of people are going to ask this. He's not somebody that, you kind of bounce off tacklers and that kind of stuff. Like he's not that rocked up. He's pretty skinny naturally. He's not a uh, yak guy necessarily. Not necessarily, you know? but it's yeah. one of those things. If he catches a ball 40 yards down the field, it's going to be a touchdown from wherever it's at. Like he's not going to get caught there. Yeah. Cause right? you still got to touch him, right? Yeah, <laughs> like in order to tackle him, home. you still got to be able to touch him, which is going to be so, tough. Right. So I find this ad- interesting though. So you, if both Alave and Williams uh, were there, you would rather have Williams for the Cowboys. I certainly would be thrilled with either of them. So I, yeah, I, I don't want to sure. make it make it sound like it's you know a, a long thing, but I just think that if you get a guy like with this skill set uh, on the Cowboys, he's more rare, right? Yeah, for sure. And again, I think you said it. Like I don't know that he's the best receiver in this group, like we said, uh, but like as far if he was healthy, like I feel like he probably would definitely be the first receiver drafted. Yeah. Uh, And it's one of the things that you and I have talked about for years now. You watch a lot of these other elite teams and elite offenses, and what's the difference between them and the Cowboys? They all have guys that just terrify you with speed, whether that's, you know, Tyreek Hill with the Chiefs or, I mean, whoever. You can go through the, the list of names. The Cowboys just haven't had that forever. If you have a chance to get this guy probably on a discount because of the ACL injury, yeah, wouldn't be opposed to it. I really wouldn't be. Absolutely. I think I think as far as for the three of these guys, uh, I think Williams has has the most upside. And I think it's not close, honestly. Okay. So for for you, it would be Williams, Alave, Burks. For me, it's Alave, Williams, Burks. 
but you can make a case that Burks is the best receiver of all these. He's just for the Cowboys, maybe the the most clunky fit, right? Yeah, so. I, I honestly would rank them if you know if they're on a board, right? Alave, Williams, Burks. Uh, but I, I think you know, as far as if we're if we're accounting very heavily for fit in the offense, uh, I think Williams would be a, a yeah. more valuable piece when healthy eventually than Olave would be. Of these three receivers, do you think Williams and Olave are the only ones that are deserving of the twenty fourth pick, or do you think all three are worth that spot? Like yeah, I mean I, like, I mean, I know most of the time at pick 24, you're going to get a second round graded player, yeah. but we're, we're hoping to get a first round type of player. Do you think Alave and Wilson or Williams fit that? I think, I think, uh, uh, Alave and Williams definitely fit that, right? Uh, Burks kind of is right on the border, right? I think that, you know, you could make the case he's a high second round pick, you know, um, yeah. I, 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 his production is incredible. I mean, he did some of the things he did against Alabama. So, you know, that, you know, it's not, uh, you know, fluky. So, uh, but I, I do, I do, you know, have concerns about the fact that, you know, you're, you're buying on an athletic Marvel who, you know, didn't test like an athletic Marvel. Maybe, so the, it's a, a it's a projection. Josh Gordon like for Traylon Burks, like early career, Josh Gordon. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, I think I like Gordon that. ran a four-five-five, but he was one of those guys. Once he was thirty yards down the field, you weren't going to catch him. Yeah, and and also coming out of that kind of Baylor offense where you know it was they were asking him to do a lot of weird stuff. So not yeah, I don't think the that most that's refined a route tree, right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think that's a fair comparison. Uh, all right, those are uh, our preview of the three receivers most likely to be around when the Cowboys pick at number twenty-four. Frankly, I wouldn't be shocked if they drafted any of these three. I have no idea what the order is going to be for like the Cowboys. I don't know which one they're going to like the best, but I could see all three of these guys being a, a receiver for the Cowboys next year. All right, that is it for today's show. We did get to talk a little bit about the combine. I know we're still behind schedule a little bit. We, we, we'll we promise we'll get to some stuff from the combine maybe tomorrow, maybe Friday, but we'll get there. Uh, check out us on YouTube. You can check out the show, the podcast, wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we'll see you guys next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.